What are you doing? I was blinking my eyelashes on the microphone. I wonder if it'll get picked up. I really hope it doesn't because that sounds really creepy. Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, fuck me dead. I'm CJ. And I'm Amanda. Welcome to episode 2-0. We have nothing special planned. Thanks for really bringing it down like straight away. <laughs> <laughs> You're really hyping the people up for this episode. You meant to make people excited to hear what we have to say, not be like, oh, it's nothing special, don't worry about it. <laughs> Ruined it. <laughs> Did you want to start again? No, no, we'll live with it. I mean, it's honest. So this is episode 20, mm-hmm. which means this is now the seventh episode recorded in quarantine, I think. Seriously? Or well, the sixth. Yeah. God. Okay. Wow. I hadn't realized that. That kind of puts it into perspective for me. Mm. Been a while. I've had to do a lot of editing recently, but I think it's working out. Well, I mean, you're not working and I am, so... Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it helps me out a lot. Yeah. What, what's been happening? What's new? What's new in your isolation? <laughs> this was probably our quietest week yet. Nothing happened. We didn't buy bikes. It rains most of the week and then we stayed inside. Yeah, we didn't really have an opportunity to do anything because it bucketed down for most of the week and we couldn't really go outside i played some XCOM chimera squad because it was on cheap and steam and that's about all i did this week all i did was work i didn't really bills, do anything else got a fine from the local government <laughs> yeah. apparently i was parking my car in a nature strip turns out footpath counts as a nature strip and my driveway has a footpath running through it it's it's odd because where our driveway is there's not really an official footpath but apparently it's like considered one which, how would we have ever known that? Yeah. We know now, so that's fine, but it's still going to cost you 100 bucks, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, well. Fuck fines. You've bought an iPad. Oh, yeah. That only just happened, and um, I'm kind of scared that I just put myself into $1,500 worth of debt, but whatever. It's an impulse isolation purchase, and I'm just going to blame it on that. <laughs> I've been trying to... Um, improve my drawing skills and i think that the ipad's definitely going to help me with that because i can just like whip that out whenever i like and worst case you can just play fruit ninja i'm not spending fifteen hundred dollars to play fruit ninja a good game (laughs) um i don't i don't think we have anything else to talk about in this before bit no one of my stories i have to admit i did not have fun researching today it was a bad time so look forward to that in the episode (laughs) what's the mood of your last story uh, really silly, really fucking stupid. Okay, maybe I, you should go. I, I decided second. to like you know bring you down and then bring you straight back up. Okay, well why don't you go second then? So I'll start off. Okay. I know I mentioned the stories I was going to do earlier, but one of the ones I was reading, I was like, this is just a fucking weather report. So it's cold <laughs> in Melbourne, and oh. if you're in Queensland, apparently it's going to get cold up there too. So that that's basically it. Australia cold in winter. Who would have thunk it? It happened earlier though, and they're going to get down to like yet. zero degrees. On the border of Queensland, apparently. Okay, that's weird. That's a bit weird. But it wasn't enough. I was like, this was not very interesting. So instead, I've gone with Victorian men hit with corruption charges over alleged esports match fixing. What? Uh, How do Okay. Nino Bucci, ABC Investigations. ABC's investigating esports stuff? Okay. 
Apparently. We've been up Five men aged between 20 and 27 have been charged with match-fixing offences and are facing up to 10 years in prison as part of an Australian criminal investigation into esports. Okay, I didn't realise that this was a thing. I didn't realise there was a seedy underbelly of esports. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I, it makes sense, though. I mean, any other sport has always had things like this. I know, but I just don't... You're know. welcome to the big leagues, esport. You've made it. just didn't <laughs> think that uh, esports would be doing this stuff. Now, this is only Australia. The esports scene here is not huge. Yeah, exactly. Like, and even when you, small. when you hear about how much money they made, you're going to be like, fuck, is that it? Oh, really? Like, this isn't even worth it? Oh, I mean, I wouldn't say no to it, but it's between how many? five men. So, not a whole lot of money between them. Okay. All right. This seems stupid. So. <laughs> the article goes on to mention the ABC itself had revealed last year that police suspected that esports matches were being thrown for the purposes of betting gains. I guess there must be like a police task force who investigates gambling. Yeah. And they've just naturally... Because in my head, I'm picturing like an officer on the street like... <gasps> They just threw that esports match. But no, no, there's probably a proper gambling one who looks into yeah. it. How do you get the job of being the cop who just watches esports? Because I'd do it. I mean, if you like sport, it's probably a good job for you because you just you have to watch sport and go, that seemed a bit weird. Yeah, that's true. Um, up to, are you ready for this? 30,000 Australian dollars. Oh, is that it? Is believed to have been won on the fixed matches. That's fucking nothing. Is that really worth getting into trouble for? I mean, Well, they probably I'd thought they weren't like going to get caught because it's fucking esports. That's true. I guess, I mean, I wouldn't have ever thought that there was, like, police investigating this stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, 30,000, but between five men, that's only, what, 6,000? Look, if someone was to give me $6,000, I'll take it. Yeah. It's not worth, like, getting into trouble over, though. Mm, up to 10 years in prison with $6,000 of esports what betting. fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, esports is considered the fastest growing sport industry in the world. Uh, and this Australian investigation has sent shockwaves throughout the industry, uh, which I think is very interesting, especially considering how small the Australian scene is. I'm sure that, like, everyone knew each other. Yeah. But also, if it's happening here, then it's definitely happening overseas in other countries oh, where yeah, there's sure. way more money involved. Uh, the game in question was, of course, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. I don't think that's a shock. I think that's probably the seediest esports scene. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know that much about CSGO, so... There was all those fake gambling websites, remember, where people would gamble oh, on skins? Oh, yeah, I It's always that. fucking Counter-Strike. Uh, I think the thing of Counter-Strike as well that helps it be extra seedy is that it's free to play, so anyone can get involved really easily. Mm. So you can get just okay. people setting up rackets and so yeah, I play Counter-Strike. Also, I mean, I don't like Counter-Strike, so my bias is at play here, but... I mean, If you play Counter-Strike, your but... CD is what I'm getting at. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, I mean, have... I played it once and I didn't like it. So <laughs> I had fun playing it in land cafes back in the day, but then I encountered other games that were much better. Mm. I don't like the shooting in Counter Strike. Rainbow Six Siege is a much better twitchy, quick kill to death shooter. The men had no prior history with the police. Assistant Commissioner Neil Patterson said, "Quote: We've got young men, typically nineteen or twenty year olds, who have no history of police." They're allegedly getting involved in corruption offences at quite a young age that have serious consequences for them. The sheer volume of young men involved in gambling, both in high school and in universities, is at epidemic proportions. That makes me wonder, right? Because I'm in high school. I would never have known about any of this. No, but I think back to, I remember there was a small gambling thing happening for NRL in my high school. But I'm thinking, like, but one of the, is someone one showing of the P- these kids the way? It was the one of the male, generic male PE teachers. 
That's what I'm saying. So, I kind of feel know like if there kids was that young. Money involved, or if it was just some silly points thing, but I just don't think kids like in high school are thinking about this. No, um, um, without someone planting the idea. Certainly, at my old job, everyone there was betting on things all the time. That's different, though, when you're like a full blown adult with your mm. own money that you can blow however you like. But I think it was weird that uh, like pretty much all the guys in my department did it, except for me. Yeah, I mean, I've never been for gambling anyway, mm. but. I mean, well, it's not that I'm not for gambling. I think you can use your money however the fuck you want. I just personally don't find it appealing. I mean, last but. time I went gambling, I won $75 at a blackjack table, I think it was. See, blackjack, though, that's okay. Because uh, you know what my problem is? Pokies. Because they're so passive, you just sit there and push a button. In blackjack, you at least make decisions. One day I was at work, and I was like, I should go play a pokey tonight. I don't know why, I just thought I should go do it. Put 20 bucks in, and I made, like... Hundred. I mean, that's okay, but that doesn't happen no, all the time. It hasn't so. happened since. <laughs> exactly. So, but I haven't had that urge to be like, I should go play the pokies tonight. So, mm. anyhow, uh, article goes on to mention uh, that the global shutdown due to COVID nineteen has actually boosted esports popularity in the past few months. I was actually going to say that because pretty much for the most part, not affecting it at all. Yeah. Um, And it mentions that... Very easily done from the safety of people's houses. And traditional sporting institutions such as the uh, American NBA and the English Premier League, and I'll mention though the article doesn't, that I think it's the AFL or the NRL, possibly both here, are doing this as well, where they're having their players play video games instead. That's so So cool. So the athletes (laughs) are playing video games and they're having, instead of having their normal sporting tournament, they're playing each other in a video game instead and having streaming nights. Yeah, actually, they are doing it with NRL because I, remember I got an email from something yeah. um, advertising it. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Okay, I mean, that's a good one. I, that's something that I would never, ever have ever considered. Perhaps illegal esports gambling is for you. Perhaps not. <laughs> Don't listen to him. You should Don't bet on Orglis because they're great. <laughs> on who? Orglis. Yeah, actually, I really enjoyed watching them at um, MEO last year. Yeah, I guess that's our rainbow team. I guess. I don't know. We don't follow it close enough to really. I, I like supporting. I mean, the Masters is on right now. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Well, not I, like right this very moment, but it's happening. Now. I like supporting the underdog teams. Um, so my favorite Overwatch team is the Shanghai Dragons because they suck. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> they finally won some games. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't really follow. No, I don't. Overwatch. I don't really like closely follow any. No, the only one I'll watch stuff if it's on. But. I used to get involved in the Dota 2 International when I played Dota a lot. Mm. Um, that was fun. But again, I didn't know who any of the players were. The one I ended yeah, up picking, I, I picked him because his name was Banana. So. <laughs> you thought that was a good name? It was. He was a good player. <laughs> Go Banana. Um, he retired because he got to the age of 26. Oh, so old. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but I think he coaches now, so you know. I was going to say, it doesn't mean the crew's over. Yeah. Um, had something to say, but I forget. Okay, <laughs> move on to my first story then. Yeah. I told you about this story before and you already know a lot about it. So uh, this is the uh, feud between uh, Lushix or Lush Sucks. I want to say Lush Sucks because that's how it's spelled. I've always called him Lush Sucks, but it could be Lushix. Lush Sucks. We probably should have asked him when we most likely live next to him. Yeah, we're pretty sure that he was our neighbor. In our old point. place. Um, <laughs> but the feud between short him. Short of just asking him. I, I always kind of felt like weird about it because yeah okay what if for, he wasn't for reference he's a Melbourne graffiti artist he's very like infamous I would say you've probably seen him I would say that you've well, seen his, his work works. he does a lot of the memes yeah um, a lot of like meme stuff so I'm sure you've probably seen it on Twitter or something like that yeah. if you and there's a lot of in our area because he lives in our area yeah <laughs> certainly if you live in Melbourne you've definitely seen his work yeah um, I think a lot of 
more traditional local graffiti artists don't like him because his work isn't wholly original. But I guess what he's doing at the moment kind of is. Um, and I can understand that, but his stuff gets tagged up a lot, which is unfortunate because I think he's a really good artist. Yeah, I don't and think he it's makes any... Like, his stuff, okay, it's memes from the internet, but mm. they look good. I like how they look. And he does make his own I don't originals. think that he's doing memes because of a lack of creativity. He's no. obviously very talented. Yeah, um, and he did have an exhibition in Tokyo once, I think. Or somewhere in Japan. To do this story, I scrolled through his Twitter and Instagram, and the meme stuff is not the only stuff he does. I just think he's more well-known for that because, well, they're memes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's currently got a feud going on with 50 Cent. Supposedly. There's look, okay, I found this article and I went, Oh, like he's you know, I like I like um I like Lush, I think his work is good. Mm. And then I read the article and I went, Is this right? So I'm gonna tell you that most of my notes don't come from the article I found. Most of them come from Lush's Twitter. Because the article had no fucking idea what they were talking about. I don't <laughs> understand how they didn't just go straight to his Twitter to find out what was going on. It was on. a Daily Mail article, wasn't it? Was it was a Daily Mail article. And I found out more than what she had wrote in 10 minutes. I don't, like, what research is she doing? I'm sorry, but, like, it was a really bad article. (laughs) (laughs) So, graffiti artist, Lush Sucks. I'm going to say Lush Sucks. I don't know how to pronounce it. You just call it Lush, I guess, now that we explain who it is. Um, Who's from Melbourne? Who's from our area? We have a lot of his pieces around our house. On my personal Instagram, I've posted, like, quite a few. He's done a huge wall about... What, five, ten minute walk down the street, yeah, like basically. A There's lot of his work is very close 12 to 12 artworks down there, but it's all over Melbourne. Yeah, like... There's a th- kebab there's so shop about a 40 minute drive from us that we did a lot of stuff. That's where we did like Baby Yoda wearing the Supreme shirt mm. and all that stuff. Um, so that gives you an idea of the kind of stuff that he, he does. So yeah, the article I found claims that the feud started with the piece Swifty Scent, which is a crossover of Taylor Swift and 50 Cent. But he painted that that's a more recent one. He's painted other ones. Yeah, and um, honestly, I yeah, I, I looked at his Twitter and I'm like, it started well before that. What is this? I'm sorry, I'm bagging this article so bad, but it was just so poorly researched that I'm, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so Lush has done a fair few 50 cent pieces at this point. I actually think that he's done other pieces of him in the past that started this. He has. He's but also- the most recent flare up is the one I'm going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So it actually looks like the most recent flare up of the feud i'm gonna put in quotes because <laughs> not really um started with his trump 50 cent piece yeah um <laughs> so all honestly i'm, I'm gonna painting... i'm gonna link lush's twitter because I mean, just go to these instagram are so great. as well but just look yeah. at lush sucks on instagram we'll just google lush sucks it should bring up all yeah. stuff i follow him on twitter and instagram <laughs> and uh used to be our neighbor and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just really want to know people to know that he used to be our neighbor most likely no it was definitely him was, yeah <laughs> but we never like i always felt awkward because I didn't want to be like, hey, yeah. are you? Yeah, I just felt a bit weird, especially since but he 50. goes to great lengths to hide his he identity. Does, yeah. But uh, 50, so. if you're listening for some reason to our podcast <laughs> and you want to find out where this lush guy lives because you're actually mad for some reason, um, you can pay us. I will tell you. <laughs> um, but He minimum, doesn't mean any of this, by the way. Minimum six figures. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Five, maybe. Okay. I'm just going to go back to the story because you don't mean any of that because that's <laughs> so bad. Um, so he he painted this Trump uh, Trump 50 cent. It, it's a really great piece. Please go and look at it. I, I'll, I'll tweet it. It's so good. Or like retweet it. 50 cent responded saying, 
sorry, this is, this is a great quote from 50 Cent saying, I'm going to take over TV and get rid of anyone who dares to report anything negative about our leader. It's all fake news anyway. That was his response. What? Is Fiddy okay? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, hang on, wait. So he painted the Trump cross 50 cent piece in response to the tweet saying, I'm going to take over TV and get rid of anyone who dares to report anything negative about our leader. It's all fake news. That's where he got the inspiration for the piece. Okay, so Trump, so sorry, so 50 cent is pro Trump. Yes. So okay. that's that's where he got the inspo. But after Fiddy seen the piece done by Lush, he tweeted, look at this shit, man. The fuck is wrong with these people? (laughs) (laughs) Since then, Lush has done a few more. One of my favorite ones was the Curtis Malone. Curtis Malone. Which was the 50 Cent Cross Post Malone. Okay, yep. Um, Because 50 Cent's real name is Curtis Jackson, I think. Yeah, it is. I I like the one he did today where it was um, 50 Cent and uh, Biden. Oh, I haven't even seen that one. Or yet. it was Pence, I think. Yeah, 50 Pence. 50 Pence. <laughs> well, the other ones he's done is Fitty with No Brim, which I quite enjoyed. No Brim, No Teeth. I've seen No Teeth. What is No? So it's just, oh, okay, it's 50 Cent, but yeah. he doesn't have a brim on his hat. I'm looking at it right now. Yep. Um, and yeah, the other one was Swifty Cent, which is Taylor Swift cross 50 Cent. And I preferred the, I, I like the name 50 Swift myself, but no one's calling it that. <laughs> Fitty responded after seeing it, saying, I'd like to hit this motherfucker right in the back of his head while he's doing this shit. And, man, look at this shit. The fuck is wrong with this guy? He won't stop. To which Lush replied, maybe I should wear a motorcycle helmet while That's I'm doing it. That's <laughs> literally my next one. Lush replied, saying, okay, I'm going to start wearing a motorcycle helmet while I'm painting now. I don't think this feud is serious. I find it really funny that, like, the Daily Mail looked at that when this is a story. Like, there's something serious right going on in well, there's between. There's so much happening in the world, you got to... Right. <laughs> And, like, I don't think this is serious. I don't think anyone's actually mad. So a few other famous people have weighed in on I, the on the feud. I do like uh, 50's response to the brimless, teethless one. Right. To which 50 said, this is some bullshit, man. But how the hell is he doing it so fast? <laughs> All right, he's talented. But why the fuck he picked me? <laughs> I think that's the part I love the most about this is that you have Lush who's, you know, He's well known, but he's not like a famous person. He's yeah. just like a Melbourne graffiti artist. Getting Less than like, two hundred thousand followers on on Twitter, which is a lot. It's but a lot, like, but it's, it's not, not huge like numbers. yeah, exactly. How much has Fifty got? I would say a lot more. <laughs> Fifty Cent got eleven point seven million followers. This, this is really good for Lush because he's retweeting all this shit. This is great publicity for him. Um, <laughs> so some other famous people have weighed in. Um, rapper Fat Joe wrote, "They oh. got to stop, lol." Who is that? You don't know who Fat Joe is. The fuck is Fat Joe? He's very popular in like the ni- like the late nineties. Fat Joe. Yeah. Anyway, I know who he is. <laughs> Although I don't know who Nia Long is, but I'm sure she's a very very talented actress. And she said, "Okay, but this one is kind of funny. You got to laugh at this one." <laughs> Fat Joe. Jarul has even DM'd Lush on Instagram saying, "You're my new favorite artist for real. Your work is amazing." <laughs> this is great publicity for Lush. He's just getting. More well known, so Nia Long was uh, in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh right, okay, I know who that is. Mm. I just didn't know her actual name. Yeah, this is a bit of a silly article because there's no, I don't think there's a real feud happening. Like no one's mad. I it's hard to tell. I know Lush is, is just Lush tell. is just doing it because he's like I'm just going to paint fifty this month. That was his whole reasoning. <laughs> um, but I can't tell if fifty likes it or not. I don't know if he's just going along with it or if he's actually like, what the fuck? Why me? 
I don't think that he but would seriously... But I don't seriously... think he's coming to Australia to, to beat up Lush anytime soon. what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he would seriously threaten to like <laughs> hurt someone over a piece of art. I, I just, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think any of this is really all that serious. And uh, I just think it's funny that obviously someone who doesn't know anything about either of these people seen it and went, oh my God, they are so mad at each other. <laughs> this is a story. <laughs> but is 50 selling a cognac now? That wouldn't surprise me. He does a lot of stuff. Branson Cognac. And a leech. Because every time he retweets, he's got that hashtag of Branson Cognac. Right, okay. Oh, and he did a um, 50 Cent and Mao. Yeah, I've seen that one. That was pretty good. I mean, like, what's Lush's what, like, most well-known In fact, if you go pieces. and just look up the hashtag Branson Cognac, all lowercase, it's just 50 Cent retweeting Lush Sucks paintings of him. <laughs> <laughs> None of it's the Cognac. I'm trying to, like... Think of like what other pieces of his that are well known that people might have seen. Um, I really like he's done the he, he's done a lot of um, I want to say John Wick. Who's that actor? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. How could you forget? I don't know. The most breathtaking man. Yeah, he's done the your breathtaking one. He's also got <laughs> one of like Keanu Reeves dressed up as one of the ninjas from Naruto. That's um, that's near us as well, actually. Yeah. Let's just Google Lush sucks. I was gonna say I think one of the best ones I seen of his recent stuff was um, Snoop Dogg and his anime waifu. Yeah, he does a lot of that. That was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, he did that one of Hillary Clinton in the uh, Slinkini. I think that was the one that, that sort of started to get ago. him um, popular. Yeah. That was like one of his first yeah. well-known um, ones. He's got... I just Google. He did one of Taylor Swift a few years back as well that was pretty popular. Um, he did one of Keanu Reeves with Baby Yoda on his shoulder. That would have been, like, at the time, I reckon, that, that got some so traffic. well-known. <laughs> um, he done... We'll definitely, like, link his stuff, and I'll definitely, like, retweet some of them. He's got one of uh, an so anime good. girl hugging Osama Bin Laden. Wow. Controversial. Um, I took he, a photo did, of one recently. A, that was did, PewDiePie. <laughs> he did one about Taylor Swift for some reason a few years ago, and I can't remember what the few... Well, there was an issue with it. Yeah, there was, but I can't remember what it was either. People mm. were talking about it, though. I think that was in that Melbourne Laneway where all that graffiti art gets done. Mm. Anyway, should probably move on, but... I just thought that was a really silly um, article, and I think we need some silliness before my second story. So, oh, and he did one of um, Scomo on fire, saying this is. Fire. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, but he's probably done. I think my favorite. I think I mentioned it, but yeah, I really like for his Japanese gallery thing that he had for some reason at one point. Uh, he did a painting of Goku with subtitles that was saying, "I've been committing tax fraud." He's on Namek fighting <laughs> Freezer, and I don't know why. I just really like that piece. Because mm. I don't think Goku actually even knows what taxes are. <laughs> Our next story is not a very long one. Um, but again, it's more people doing dumb shit in coronavirus panic lockdown situation. Can people please just stop doing dumb shit? Sydney man allegedly spits on members of the public, police and paramedics. He's spitting on everyone out here. What a gross human being. I don't know. This is Alex Turner Cohen for news.com.au. A 27-year-old Sydney man has faced court accused of abusing members of the public, assaulting the police, and spitting on both a police officer and a paramedic. Just he's a fireman, he's got the whole set. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why? Just stop. Where your in own Sydney do you think this took place? Look, I, I want to say it's like somewhere out west, but I know it's probably not. It's not. Yeah, I didn't think so. It's quite so. close to the CBD. Like Newtown? Closer. Closer? Redfern. No. But... In the wrong ring. direction? Just swing it around a little bit. Just tell me. <laughs> Wooloomooloo. Wooloomooloo? Yeah. Wooloomooloo. 
Why? Woolloomooloo is more meant like a fancy area. Yeah, it is. It's quite it's, a rich. There's the nice part before you get to yeah, King's is, Cross, yeah. which is a dive. But it's they're right next to each other. Woolloomooloo is not huge anyway. Uh, and this happened just the other night. Friday night. Gross. The incident took place on Friday night, which was the 1st of May, with police receiving reports of a man running through traffic, hitting cars, and abusing shoppers at a nearby supermarket. Ew. And this happened on Crown Street in Woolloomooloo. There's a Metro Woolies there. Mm. And I went to that Metro Woolies once a few years ago to get my second piercing done, but they wouldn't do it because I hadn't eaten all morning. So right. I went there and I ate a peanut slab. <laughs> oh my God. And then I went and got my ear pierced, which is the one I had to get cut out by the doctor because it got stuck in there. So really, it shouldn't have happened in the first place. No. It was also the last time I ate a peanut slab, I think. <laughs> They're good. Fun um, CJ facts. That's it. After a short struggle, the police managed to apprehend the man. He allegedly spat on a man at King's Cross Station. So that's his first spitting. Ew. And then after being taken to St. Vincent's Hospital, he spat on a police officer and the paramedic, as previously mentioned. Uh, additionally, he may have actually also kicked an officer twice in the chest. Was there something wrong with him? They don't seem to say. Surely something has to be going wrong to act like that. He's facing court in Parramatta as well, for some reason. Maybe he's not from the area. I assume he's not. Yeah, he's, uh, he now faces 10 offences and a $15,000 in fine. Was it worth it? I think not. So how it works is he's got one $5,000 on-the-spot fine for each person he spat on. Because in New South Wales last year, they, the government brought in a fine, essentially, for people coughing or spitting on. They listed a bunch of people, but I said essential workers. Right, okay. So if you, and obviously police and paramedics and all yep. that, obviously they're still essential workers. But effectively, in New South Wales, if you sneeze, I think intentionally... Yeah. Maybe even accidentally, depending on if it's something you like cup your fucking mouth, you disgusting person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Obviously. But yeah, if you're caught sneezing or spitting or anything on anyone, the police can give you an on-the-spot $5,000 fine. Good. You shouldn't be doing that shit. It's so disgusting. Have you ever been spat on? No, thank I fuck. I had in high school. I just, I think it's really sad that that's a rule that even had to be brought in because it's obviously happening to like police, paramedics and stuff so often. I almost lump this story in with, and just even like supermarket workers are getting it, but I lump this in with another story almost about a 13 year old girl who was spitting on cashiers and shit saying I'm Corona positive. Oh, you're 13. What the fuck is wrong with you? Honestly, like, I, I kind of feel like, I don't know. It's just, who does this shit? Who thinks that this is a good idea? Like, there's going to be something wrong with you if you think that's a fun time. Yeah. I'm sorry, but, like, I just, I would never spit on someone. It kind of makes me angry. I don't, I, especially, like, cops and stuff, because I know they get it a lot. They get spat on a lot. Which I'm like, why? Why is that even a thing? Who's doing this? It's just so baffling to me. But, yeah, that, that's all I got. People spitting. Don't spit. Yeah, don't do it. You're not it's a just, camel. It's so gross. Maybe, maybe they are. Actually, maybe they're raised by camels. Maybe that's why they're doing it. <laughs> Maybe it's this hiding their secret identity. In their brain, it's all just camel fat instead of a... That's their, it's their hump instead. <laughs> okay. Sure. Let's say that. It's better <laughs> than the reality, to be honest. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was raised by camels. <laughs> okay. I'm about to bring the mood right fucking down. Right down. So, last week we mentioned Matthew Malat. He's a madoiderer. He is. And Descendant of... Ivan Malat. Who I think... Is he Australia's worst serial killer? I'm not sure, to be honest, if he is the worst. Well, I mean, obviously he's not, because it would be um Martin Bryant. Is that his name? I don't know. Port Arthur. I suppose technically, yeah. Yeah. Port Arthur was the highest kill count of a massacre. I, I know it's weird, but in my head, they're shooting. not. 
a serial killer, they're a mad gunman, but I guess they fall into the category of a... Killed more than one to, person. I know, but I, I think of a serial killer as someone who sort of makes it like part of their regular schedule kind of thing. I guess. I guess it's sort of the difference between someone snapping and someone being so cold and calculated that they plan multiple murders. Who could have taken up painting or something instead for a hobby. But... <laughs> I mean, I guess there is that. But yeah, we, d- we did mention Matthew Millette last week and it kind of brought up more questions. Yes. Um, so I thought I'd discover it this week and i got to tell you, it's a real bummer. I don't know how else to put it. I felt very sad researching this. Um, it's just an all-around terrible story. It's, it's also a bonkers one, so I guess it fits in with this podcast. So, All right. about to tell you a tale. Gather around, children. Yeah, no, don't. Children, no. go away. This is not good. Children don't need to hear this. <laughs> Do we need to have a trigger giga warning? Um, we probably should, but I mean, I've, we've already mentioned that it's a murder. Trigger warning. Murder. Yeah. Um, so, if you don't want to hear about a murder, I'm not going to go into too much graphic detail just because, well, it's awful. Um, but I am going to tell you how he died. And, but again, no real detail i feel like the average podcast listeners into the true crime podcast anyway so you're probably staying here with us but you know i just just in case just in case um because it is quite a violent murder so you're warned pretty much on november 20 2010 it's not that long ago but it is like 10 years ago almost 10 years i feel like a lot of people actually don't know this story no i'd never heard of it too much last week um i hadn't heard of it until i heard a podcast on it so i don't think this is really all that well known which is kind of weird considering, you know, Who how it much, is? yeah, exactly. Like how much people know the Malat name. I'm surprised it didn't get more press coverage. I feel like in 2010, I was old enough to have heard it and remember it, but I don't remember hearing about it. Mm. On November 20, 2010, it was David Octoloni's 17th birthday. He spent the majority of the day celebrating with his family, but he decided to take up the offer from some friends to go out and continue celebrating that night. So David, as well as Cohen Klein, Chase Day, and Matthew Malat went out how would you feel as a parent knowing one of your kids friends is fucking matthew Malat? i kind of get it you can't blame an entire family for one man's actions however matt was obsessed with ivan Malat, who was obviously the backpack killer he was found guilty for seven murders i want to say god i don't remember i remember when i first when we when i used to come to australia on holiday from new guinea and stuff and when i first traveled through here that was always like a thing that was still that was when it was like at the prime because it was in the 90s he was doing it wasn't it yeah yeah. So he picked up most of his victims from the same stretch on the Hume Highway. Yeah. He was charged with seven murders. There's probably more. But they reckon there's many more. There's so many cases of around that area where women have gone missing. They've never found them. So obviously they couldn't charge him with it because they don't have any bodies. Yeah. But he probably killed many more people than what he got charged for. He's probably like, I would say, Australia's most like notorious serial killer. Australia's answer to Ted Bundy. Basically, except Ivan was not really that smooth or charming. <laughs> no. He's dead now, though. Didn't he die this year? He within did die like, within the past 12 months. I'm not sure if it was this year or late last year, but honestly, I don't think anyone cares that he's dead. <laughs> I think it was late last year and he didn't do a confession on his deathbed. No, I, people were come. hoping for a deathbed confession for all of the murders, but he was still maintaining his innocence right up until the end. Have you seen the final interview he did? Fuck, it was bad. Just like no remorse, didn't give a shit. He was basically telling the families of the victims to just get over it. It's been so long, just get over it. I'm like, you fucking piece of shit, honestly. So he's innocent, but he's telling them to get over it. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know why people expect remorse and stuff from those kind of people anyway. I certainly wouldn't. If he was crazy enough to do it, I don't think he yeah. cares. Anyway, Matthew Millat is the great nephew of Ivan Millat, and he was obsessed with him. Now, Matthew Millat was not born Matthew Millat. He changed his last name. Hmm. So that's where I'm like, red flags, they should be going up right now. But I mean, again, I guess, you know, he's a kid at this point. He's 17, 18. You think his parents would be worried that he's so obsessed with his... Or yeah. is that from the side of the family that supports him? I don't know. I don't mm. really have any details about Matthew Malat's family, like his immediate family. I don't know what their thoughts were. I will mention it later, but I watched sort of a, a snippet of a video from Matthew Malat's um, interview with the police, and his grandfather was with him and kept tapping him on the arm saying, don't say anything. So possibly. Mm. Possibly the Ivan supporters who knows? Don't know how you could like say. Wasn't that you there a theory him. that multiple of them were doing it? The whole like several members of the family were involved. Well, they reckon it was at least one of his brothers that was helping him. Mm. So who knows? Like, I. How do you get a nephew from a brother? Mm. Bum 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 bum. Anyhow, <laughs> Karen and all we're going to be here all night. Yeah, we could we could talk about Ivan Milat till the cows come home. There's so much to talk about, but and we don't even have that. cows. No, but I mean, I don't really feel like it's worth talking about Ivan Milat. He's a piece of shit. He's been talked about enough. Fuck yeah. him. <laughs> so that's all that's the last of the ivan stuff so the night of david's birthday the group decided to go to belangelo state forest why which was where the backpackers yeah. were found if you want to wear i don't know how you wouldn't be aware by this point but that's where they were found so they decided That'd to be go like there. following hitler into a gas chamber and really thinking nothing's be. gonna happen they decided to go there have some drinks smoke a few joints that was the plan i guess for david these guys are his friends yeah why would you say no? Because, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are like, why are you going to, like, Belanglo with the Malat? These guys were friends. As far as he knew, there was no reason that he shouldn't trust them. And they've probably done it many times before. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think there's anything suspect about any of this. Um, and he wasn't going alone either. No. So, there's not just him and Matthew. There's mm. two other guys in the car. I would feel pretty safe, to be honest. I don't, Like, if you were friends and you hung out all the time, whatever. When they got to Belanglo... Matt suddenly turned on David and forced him out of the car and began accusing him about, like, talking shit about him to other people. It's really weird. And I don't know if there's, like, I, nothing I read. I read a lot of Supports stuff. It. I, I watched a few episodes of things and there's nothing to say that Matt was actually genuinely suspicious that David was talking shit about him. It kind of just seems like it was a, an excuse to go off at him. Yeah. If that makes sense. <sighs> okay. Forced David to go around to the boot of the car where he got out, I'm not sure what the correct term is here. It's either a double-headed axe or a double-bladed axe. So think about a medieval axe that has... I would sides. say double-bladed. Double-bladed? Okay. Because I'd say it's one head with two blades on it, but whatever. I've seen both in articles and I'm like, I don't know which one's the right one. <laughs> where, where are the other two at this point? They're still in the car. Doing what? I don't know that either of them were aware that he had an axe in the boot. Mm-hmm. So I think it's unfair for me to say anything about that. But I don't know that they knew Matt had an axe in the boot and was going to get out to threaten him with it. Yeah. So, yeah, he threatens David with it, still accusing him of all this talking shit about him stuff. And this is when Chase gets out of the car. And he says, he basically begs Matt to stop. He's like, what are you doing? Let's just all calm down. Put the axe down. Like, let's just leave kind of thing. And, of course, Matt isn't having any of that. Threatens him with the axe, so he gets back in the car. The other guy, Cohen. What do you think he's doing at this point? Smoking a joint. He's recording the entire thing. 
okay. on his phone. Cool. Yeah. Is he so, going to murder him in front of the other two? Yeah. What an idiot. It's basically been proved that Cohen didn't film this to have evidence of the crime. He filmed it. He filmed it to gloat about it later. Yeah. Like the piece of shit here. I'm sorry. I'm going to get passionate about this. I'm sorry. But it's just such a senseless and stupid crime. So, yeah, Cohen made no attempts to stop Matt from what he was doing. Like at all. And I mean, I don't know the exact answer to this, but I have to wonder, was this premeditated? Was Cohen in on it? Is that why he was ready filming? Possibly. I have the answer, but it's just a question. I think it's a really weird reaction to me personally. Gotta get those YouTube views. I don't think this was put on YouTube. <laughs> I have a transcript of the audio from the video. Apparently it's quite dark, so you can't really see much in it. Well, they're out in the middle of a park. Yeah, it's the middle of the night. Like, it's dark. It did get played in court at the trial. And apparently it's so graphic that members of the jury were sick just from audio. Mm. Just keep that in mind. Um, Yeah, it's never been released. You can't find it. Don't even bother trying to look for it. You can't find it. I think the worst thing I read was that his family, like David's family, were in the court at the time and would have had to... Listen to their son being murdered. That's just, yeah, that's sick, honestly. So I'm not going to read the entire thing because it's about 15 minutes long. And I think that'd be really boring just to hear me read out because Matt repeats himself a lot in it. So I'm just going to read like a small excerpt from it. Matt says, shut up, cunt. Put your hands down next to your face. Pull them up to your face. You're going to keep meddling with me? David says, no, I won't. I swear to God. Matt says, how am I going to know that? And David says, you have my word. I'm going to say that while this is happening, he's forced David onto the ground and David's face is in the ground. Okay. So he can't see his face. Matt says, how good is your word to me, but? And David says, mate, we've been mates for ages. My word is good. Matt says, yeah, we've been mates for ages. But how many times have I been told that you're dogging me behind my fucking back cunt? Right, you got me? Look at the ground. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? David says, yes, man, I understand. Matt says, do you really, but? David says, yes. And then he just like keeps repeating that question. Matt doesn't sound like the most intelligent man. No. Uh, Also, I can't imagine this being your reaction to... Like, how petty and pathetic do you have to be to be like, right. oh, someone said shit about me behind my back, so I'm going to fucking murder him in a park? If it was that bad, wouldn't you just, like, not talk to him again? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Matt says, yeah, I don't believe you, cunt. David says, I'm serious, man. I swear to God to you, I've never said nothing about you, which is also not very good English. Matt says, I really do not fucking believe you right now, all right? David says, man, I give you my word. I would not. Matt says, yeah, you give me your word and your word isn't fucking good enough. I've had your word before and it ain't worth a pinch of cold fucking shit. That's a weird phrase, but yeah, okay. it is a weird phrase, but um, that's the last thing that David would have heard because the next thing in the audio is the sound of uh, the axe going into David's skull. So that was it. So yeah, Matt murdered David by hitting him in the head repeatedly with the axe. When David's body was found, he died from fatal head injuries and was then buried in a shallow grave nearby. Now, it's worth mentioning that Matt forced the other two to dig a grave. Chase doesn't, he holds out. He doesn't go to the cops for two days. There's a part of me that's like, why wouldn't you just go straight away? There's the other part of me that, yeah, he's afraid. Now, he was the one who got out and tried to stop him. Yeah. So I, I genuinely think that Chase didn't have anything to do with this. I don't think this was any part of his plan or what he wanted to happen. Apparently, Matt had kind of bragged that he was going to kill someone. Mm. But I guess there's a difference between saying something like that. I think there's a big difference between saying something like that and actually doing it. So I think Chase just kind of thought that he was big talking himself. Like he was full of shit. But I guess the important thing is, is that Chase does go to the cops. Because at this point, David's just missing. He lived with his grandparents and his grandparents had just figured that he'd stayed at a friend's place. But when he didn't come back the second night, then they reported him missing because no one could get in contact with him 
when when Chase does go to the cops, he tells them absolutely every detail of what mm. happened. There's an episode of Crimes That Shook Australia, which I watched and it was on YouTube. I'll link it in the show notes. It was really good. Um, it So it interviewed David's family, it interviewed his grandparents and his mother. It also interviewed the head detective who Ooh. conducted all of the... What's what I'm looking for? It's a murderpedia. Yeah, I used it for this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Matthew um, Mallet's got um, two-minute noodle hair. He does. Um, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, yeah, the head detective who like conducted all of the... Not interrogations, but like the interviews um, of everyone, and yeah, so it was it was kind of cool to like get those like firsthand accounts of what happened, and they show like a lot of snippets of the interrogation. Well, not they're not really interrogations, but like the interviews and stuff, which I found really interesting. The one where they're interviewing Matt is, I found it really creepy and like really chilling because he's just sitting there and he's like in a wife beater with his arms crossed and he's just staring blankly dead straight into the camera, not saying anything as he's being spoken to. He didn't look like he fucking cared. I'm going to be honest with you. He didn't look like he gave a shit that he was busted. I mean, he didn't look like he gave a shit about- He didn't do a very good job. About murdering this guy. Um, Someone who idolized his grandmother so much, who got away with it for God knows how many years. Yeah. So he's he's only a year older than I am. Yeah. Like this is the thing. At the time- Matthew Mallatt was 18 years old. He was so young. I was doing my HSC when he was murdering this guy. Yeah. Which like, he also crazy. should have been doing his HSC. Yeah. But probably not. He doesn't sound like the kind who probably went past grade 10. Anyway, this is already going on like way too long. I'm leaving out a lot of details. So I like, I urge you if you're interested at all in knowing what this piece of shit did and what a piece of shit he is, um, to like go and have a look for yourself. The police got evidence from the homes of Matt and Cohen, and they got enough to convict both of them because both of them had, you know, blood on their clothes, all that kind of thing. Cohen had tried to delete the video from his phone, it's worth noting, but the police were able to recover it. The police initially thought that Chase may have been in on it, but then felt guilty, and that's why he went to the cops. But the video corroborated everything that Chase said. Chase had told the exact truth, which was why no charges were ever pressed against him, Mm. even though he did help bury... David. But he probably also did that in fear of getting murdered himself. Exactly. Like, I don't... They've, they've come to the conclusion that Chase didn't do any, like, wrongdoing deliberately. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Besides that, he was their star witness. Of course, he would have, you know, not been take charged. to exactly where David was. Exactly. Without him and his testimony, they would have had nothing. David would have just been missing for God knows how long. So I get why they didn't pursue him at all. So in the end, Matthew Mallatt was sentenced to 43 years with a non-parole period of 30 years. So he could be getting out of prison in 20 years. Let that sink in. Which is disturbing because I feel like he's the kind who will try to kill again by the sounds of it. I think the reason that his sentence is so light for the crime that he did is because of his age. I'm not sure if he was a juvenile, whether he had turned 18 yet or not. I'm not sure. But I think it it's probably because he was so young. Murderpedia, he was juvenile at the time. He was only 17. So there you go. Because he was... He was born in December 92, and he committed the murder in November 2010, so he was almost 18. So yeah, that's probably why then, because he was a juvenile. Cohen Klein was sentenced for 30 years in jail with a 22-year non-parole period. Both of these assholes had the audacity to appeal their sentences. I saw that. Oh, Cohen's a little emo. <sighs> yeah, he was. Um, <laughs> Matt's sentence stayed the same because he's a fucking asshole. But Cohen got a reduction of two years from his appeal. What's two years on 32? (laughs) You know, I still feel like 
even like because you know Cohen didn't murder David, but he was heavily involved. I feel. Yeah. And obviously the court did as well. Because I mean, this is the thing: who the fuck films someone being murdered? Maybe he's in a snuff film. That's still fucked up. I know. I'm just something else. Why did it? <sighs> That's pretty much the whole story. It's a really like it's a fucking senseless crime. Like there was no reason to murder him. Poor David. I have to admit, I I kind of got quite upset watching his grandparents mm. talk about it because David lived with his grandparents, and when his grandfather started breaking down, when someone's grandfather breaks down crying, you know it's bad because grandfathers of that age especially don't just cry. <laughs> And I just, I felt so horrible for them to just... On his birthday as well. On his birthday, to say goodbye to him, thinking he's going to have fun with his friends, and then for him to never come home again. Like, it's awful. It's just, it's terrible. No reason. No reason whatsoever. I'm not saying that, like, David could have done something that was so bad that he deserved it, mm. but there's no, like, Proof no of that at all. justification of anything. I mean, even if he had gone and talked shit about Matthew to someone, who cares? It doesn't deserve murder. I'm going to finish up by reading your poem that Matt wrote. And he wrote it after he'd been in prison, but before his trial started. Okay. So he's been arrested. He's been charged. It's really horrible. Just going to warn you. Cool. It's called Your Last Day. You oh, ready? I guess. Click clack. Hear that? Stopping in the middle of the track. Are you getting nervous in the back? You should be, cunt. You're getting whacked. Talk shit here. Talk shit there. No one's really going to care. But talk shit with every breath, you just signed away your health. I can see you start to sweat, wondering what you're going to get. Hopping for one in the head. Hope, hoping? I think that's meant to be. Probably. Sorry. It's got his original... um Spelling? Yeah, that's not good. Um, cunt, I'll put that in your leg. Tell me, are you having fun? Get up, cunt, and start to run. How far are you going to get? Your match, cunt, you've just met. Stumbling all over the place. Hear the crunch of leaves and feet. Feel your heart. Skip a beat. Are you going to get away? No hope, kid. This is your day. That day you won't be found six feet underneath the ground. Well, he wasn't really even hiding it, was he? No. It sounds like he also romanticized how it was happening. I think he was hoping for a chase, but he's... He didn't get one. Got too excited and just went straight for the head. So he wrote that before his trial began. Yeah, what an idiot. Could you admit guilt anymore? Honestly, I didn't put this in my notes <laughs> so much. There's so much in his confession. I just didn't even bother putting it in because there's too much. But he basically said, it's in the name. What do you expect? What twisted... He wasn't even born a Malat. Yeah, so at some point he's found out he's related to Ivan Malat, looked yeah. into him, and then just like got him raging hard on for him. And I don't know why, but yeah, that's the... Yeah, you can't let him out. He's going to kill again, I reckon. I have a sneaking suspicion that he won't be let out. I think they're going to find ways to keep him in. We'll see. So he's got apparently, 43 years. Apparently in jail, he boasts about the murder constantly. He's quite proud of it. Yeah, it sounds like he He's in no way remorseful of what he he's did. He's probably just upset he only got to do one. I get the feeling that he thought he could trust those guys and they wouldn't dob him in. I think he was hoping for the whole Malat thing to repeat because the whole thing is that many people believe that Malat had people helping him. Yeah. So he probably thought that these are going to be the guys that help me murder. He's a fucking dickhead. It's just an absolute, like, I have I have no, like, usually I don't like to speak ill of people on the podcast because it's a public thing that anyone can listen to. But fuck him. He's a piece of shit. I don't care. I'm sorry. Getting <laughs> quite passionate. So he's been in the murder. Almost, so he got sentenced in 2012, so he's been there for eight years. Mm. So he could be doing another 20 at least, you're saying? Yeah. So he's going to only be in his 40s when he potentially gets out 50s if he serves the whole term. Still um, not old enough. healthy enough to yeah. continue doing what he wanted. Maybe something bad will happen to him in prison. Probably I not. think if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. <laughs> mm. But I mean, like he's got to keep up his good behavior for that long. Is that going to last? I don't know. If he's that antsy to murder someone, he might just try and do it in prison. 
Yeah, I don't know. I didn't read a lot about what he's like in prison. The only thing I read was that, yeah, he boasts about it. He's quite proud. Oh, he's done nothing else with his life. Yep, that's that's the story of the piece of shit Matthew Millant. I'm sorry. It's a really big downer. But it's also one that I feel like people don't know about. Yeah, like I said, I hadn't heard about it until last week when you mentioned it. Neither had I until like last year, so. Well. Can we bring the mood up again, please? We can, but we are going to be staying out in the Australian wilderness. Are good things going to happen out there? I feel like no. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, I think you're going to love this story. Oh, okay. You've mentioned it. You've done. You've spoken about this a couple of times already before. But I saw this article and I thought, well, I haven't done it. It's a big cat, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Yay. Puma sightings record, sorry, reported in Australia inspire big cat documentary by Australian Zoo ex-keeper. Ooh. So there's a doco coming out next week, actually. It's on Foxtel. <gasps> oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> it's on Discovery Channel. And the guy who worked at Australia Foxtel Zoo, which is the one that uh, Steve Irwin owned. Yes. And now his family has. Yeah, so this is by Justin Huntsdale and Melinda James for ABC Illawarra. Um, I don't really know how to pronounce this guy's name. Just give it your best shot. I think it's Vaughn. V-A-U-G-H-A-N. Yes, Vaughn. Vaughn? Vaughn King, who I'll be referring to as Mr. King for the rest of the article, because I really wasn't sure. (laughs) Okay. It's a fucking Irish name, like when they spell Siobhan (laughs) Sayoberhan. Hello, I am Sayoberhan. Vaughn King was a big cat keeper at Australia Zoo 15 years ago. During that time, he would often hear stories from people reporting big cats on their properties, wanting the zoo's keepers to come and capture them and remove them from the property. Australia Zoo's up in the middle of Queensland, and all the big cat sightings I know are and down here. They are. Victoria, so obviously Blue Mountains. everywhere has their own big cat story. Mm. Quote, It was always laughed out of the office, but it planted the seed that maybe we should take it a bit more seriously, he said. Um, so as I mentioned before, and as mentioned in earlier episodes, by yourself, he too believes that there is a big cat living in Australia, and he subscribes to the escaped uh, circus animals, although I wrote zoo there for some reason, and former military mascots. That is the leading theory about big yeah, cats. Yeah, and he's got something very interesting to say about the circus one. Oh, really? Okay. He does. Uh, in recent years, Mr. King has delved deep into the world of Australian big cat sightings, so there's a whole... Subculture you could get into about big cats if you really oh, yeah. want to. There definitely is. Uh, this in turn has led to his new documentary, which is called The Hunt in Search of Australia's Big Cats. And as I said, it's coming on Foxtel. I think it starts next week. Or this week, actually. Because this article was written last week. I don't want to get Foxtel just to watch it. on Discovery Channel. Yeah, so Mr. King said he is hoping to get conclusive proof of wild big cats in Australia. He believes they are definitely out there. And even mentioned that he once spoke to a circus owner. Ooh. Who admitted... They had lost three big cats in the Gympie region. And that's just one that'll admit to it. And that's three cats. That's enough to breed, I suppose, assuming they weren't all the same sex. Uh, Gympie is about two hours drive north of Brisbane and 40 kilometers inland. And again, just one and just one who one. admitted to it. But maybe he was just saying it. Why would he just I say it? I don't know. Just fucking have a egg the guy on. Um, Mr. King does concede. That there are a lot of people out there who want there to be big cats, which causes a lot of feral cat sightings to spark false reports. And he's even had cases of wallabies being confused for big cats. Okay, these people need to get their glasses checked because how? I'll admit, a wallaby at a distance in the right light, a silhouette, maybe you're like, that's a cat. But you know, once it starts moving, yeah, I've never seen our cats hopping around the house like a wallaby. No. So I don't know, what, these people are so desperate for there to be big cats, they're like, fuck, that Chazwaz is a fucking bouncing puma. 
<laughs> or I, maybe they're not cat people, so they don't know how cats work. Maybe. I don't know. Cats don't hop. No, I feel like... <laughs> I can't believe we have to say that. Yeah. Nicely timing with the impending release of this documentary next week and this article being written, uh, there was a recent panther sighting in the Illawarra region of New South Wales. That's because there's so many sightings all the time. <laughs> I've actually bookmarked a few, but I'm like, I can't keep repeating big cat stories on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, so it was on the Illawarra Escarpment, which I had never really heard of before, but it's south of Sydney. Uh, this happened last week, or earlier this week, they said, which is the last week of April, so the week just prior. Uh, local man Rob Brown, which could be a fake name, actually. Maybe it's a fake story. Rob Brown. That's... That could totally be someone's <laughs> name. <laughs> so generic. Uh, Rob Brown was walking on the Gibson walking track on Tuesday, and Saws, I wrote, says he saw a large black cat leap from a tree. Fucking panther. <laughs> Quote, it jumped from the tree. And as I turned around, I saw the back legs and tail jumping into the scrub. I found myself walking in, quite interested to see what it was. And then I you thought, idiot. why am I going into the bush to look for this thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why are you? Uh, the article has another quote that I think is from Mr. Brown, but there's no real context. It's placed right after these, but it's in one of those ones where, like, you know, they sort of like cut out a paragraph or yeah. something. But it didn't line up with the last quote. I don't know who else could have been quoting it, but it said, it was exciting, but it was huge. It would have been three meters in front of us, and I felt like I could have reached out and touched it. Oh, that's big. So he got a pretty good look at it. Sounds like he's not the kind of guy to whip out his phone and get a sick TikTok of it, though. So, <laughs> you know. I mean, if it was that quick, you wouldn't have had time anyway. He was probably not thinking that. You're like, oh, fuck, there's a big cat that might eat me. Yeah. Uh, Mr. King has heard about Rob's encounter, and he says it fits the description of a leopard, uh, saying that the leopards and pumas, what leopards, I assume, uh, it's a semi-arboreal creature, which boreal creatures live in trees. Mm-hmm. So semi-arboreal, they spend a lot of time in trees. Uh, he notes that not once has he had a report of a feral cat in a tree, though. But he doesn't mean, obviously, a feral cat would be able to climb a tree. I was going to say, the only time that you ever hear of, like, domesticated breeds in trees is when they can't fucking get out of them. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, all, like, feral cats that I've ever seen don't go near trees. Mm. I haven't seen one in a tree. They should be able to climb them, but I don't think I'm sure they can, but I'm not sure that they want to. Well, they really know how to get back down. Or that. So, whereas I think if you're a big cat, you can more easily get down because it's. I've actually never even thought about that before, but that's totally right. I've never seen like a domestic cat or a feral cat go for a tree. Weird. Okay, sorry. So, that's why he thinks it breeds more queens that, yeah, he saw a panther or a puma or a leopard or. They're all panthers. (laughs) They're all panthers, they are. Because a panther isn't a real creature. Which I only learnt like two years ago. (laughs) I genuinely thought panther was like a specific species or breed of big cat. No, it's a family or a genus or something like that. Something like that, yeah. That's (laughs) why the um, they were like panthera, something else in Latin. I also thought leopards had spots, but apparently that's not the case for all of them. Some of them can just be black. No, the black ones still have spots. They've just got a whole shit of melanin in them, as I thought what it was. Oh, okay. You just can't see them? Because they're black and the spots yeah. are black. Yeah. yeah. I think that's how it works. Okay. But Because you're know, like a... saying that a leopard can't change its spots. Yeah. But I'm not an expert on it. I didn't get to do anything with the big cats when I was at the zoo. I was on gorillas and ungulates and then I worked with Oz mammals for a while. I remember like the Skylift. Is that what it's called at Taronga? Yeah. 
Um, I remember getting in one of those once and the operator was telling us as we're waiting in line that apparently a keeper had been killed there before by a tiger. So that's probably the reason you weren't allowed near them. No, my friend who did it also, some people got to work on big cats. Oh, really? Yeah. I just, Weren't they as scared? part of the training, you get apply, you just get to work with some departments. I just didn't get to do carnivals. He did. Right. Okay. He also got to go in with the red pandas and the lemurs. Oh, red pandas are so cute. Um, Sorry, but, I was just Googling if leopards can be black and they absolutely can be. Yeah. What's getting me though is a lot of these um, photos are marked Black Panther, which... It's a popular name for them. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Um, Ooh, there's like a really cool one here that's like mostly black, but you can still see its spots. Yeah. Okay. So just if anyone else was curious, the whole um, black leopard thing is that basically you don't see the spots until the light hits it just right. Yeah. And then you can see the spots. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry, I just learned something. Um, I was right. I knew it. Interested. I knew it. Okay. I knew it. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got for you for your big cat story. So there you go. I fucking told you there's big cats. I told you they exist. I'm a believer. I don't care. I'm still waiting for conclusive proof. That guy seen one. <laughs> so he says. Until I seen footage of a big panther on a TikTok. To <laughs> Why does it have to be on TikTok? I don't know, because it's a new hotness. Uh, with fucking like, see what the movie's playing in the background or something. It sounds like if you want to find a panther, go put a fucking stake out on the Gibson walking track and you might catch one. Please don't do that because you might get attacked by a big cat. Don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> it's not my fault. Fuck me dead. Podcast made me do it. <laughs> I mean, that'll get us some traction. <laughs> Could be good for the ratings. No, it wouldn't be. I'm just having a look at this Gibson walking track to see where it is. It's between the Prince's Highway... And Austinmer. I don't really know south of that well. Is it past Wollongong? Uh, it's just north of Wollongong. Okay. Where I stopped one night and overlooked Wollongong because like a little thing there. I could have got attacked by a panther. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Panthers. In Australia? Maybe they're going to grow. I like you saying that like it's new. It's not. Maybe they'll grow pouches. Oh, my God. And become marsupials because that's how evolution works. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Do you ever see that guy who's like anti-evolution and he's thinking, oh, if evolution's true then, how come we've never seen a crocodile duck? And he had like an artist impression that he got some to Drew and it was half crocodile, half duck. How can you be anti-evolution and not even know what the theory actually is and how it works? As if any of those people actually like read about it. Come on. I know. <laughs> if you're going to be against something, you should at least research what it is you know, you don't like. You can't just make up shit. I mean, you know, I waited until after I read the Bible to decide I wasn't religious. <laughs> so. Oh, God just never gave me a PlayStation. So, no, I'm <laughs> I could go. I was, I, was about, I was about to just fly into this whole thing about why, but no one cares. So let's just stop there. <laughs> okay. You ready for my last story? I am. Lay it on me. It's a really short one. Slap me with that silly news. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's 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 a really short, really stupid story that I can't believe even made it into an article. Is this going to be like that fucking boat ferry one you mentioned where the people saw... The the one you mentioned, the people who said their holiday was ruined because... Oh, one of the... No, no, no. It's not one of those. And then it turns out one of the people we know 
has been on that cruise <laughs> and knew the show. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not one of those ones. This one's a bit sillier. Okay. Oh, a bit sillier. But so that like, was just stupid. That was just stupid. Yeah. Okay. So the thing that I'm about to talk about happened a little while ago. It happened on the 16th of February. So a couple of months ago. Seems like a lifetime ago. It it really does at this point, but just keep that in mind. So the weather was a little warmer. People out and about. Oh, it was very warm. The country was still on fire. Yeah. So like people it was it was hot. People were out and about. It happened on a Sunday. So people would have been just out enjoying their weekend. When the fuck does that mean? (laughs) When a drunk man decided it was a real good idea to jump in the Yarra naked at four PM on a Sunday. The Yarra is filthy. It's so dirty. Why would you get in it? It's brown. Oh. It's brown. It's going to come it's out so with gross. superpowers or something. Yeah. That's how the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles got made, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if no one's not, if they've not been to Melbourne, the Yarra is so fucking dirty. When you look at it, it's brown. Think about any river that goes through any major city. They're always filthy. <sighs> It's disgusting. I'm sure it was nice and pristine once upon a time, but I'm sure it. I'm sure it was. Now it is just the poopy water. I'm not sure I've ever been this drunk on a Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, yeah. <laughs> well, there was that drunk who almost got hit by a car and started abusing them when I took out of the Macca's drive-through the other week. Oh my god! Okay, and that but I was, mean, uh, I'm going to blame two? it on the isolation. That was midweek. I'm, I'm going to blame it on the isolation. He had two VBs in his hand. It was oh one o'clock on a Monday <laughs> afternoon and he's fucking drunk in the street outside of a Mac is about to get hit by traffic. Jesus Christ. And they're like, beep, can you move? And he's like, fuck off. Anyway, behave yourself when you're drunk. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's really not that hard to not get naked and not jump in a dirty river. Don't go swimming when you're drunk either. No, it's really yeah. dangerous. You might like, be really drinking dangerous. a whole lot more. Onlookers filmed the man as he swam around the Prince's Bridge and swam alongside sightseeing boats. Can you imagine that? You're out on the Yarra in a sightseeing boat. I've always wanted to visit Melbourne. Oh, look, a naked man, mother. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm sure that made their holiday. the Prince's Bridge? I actually didn't look it up, but I'm sure it's one that we've been on. Okay, that's the main one. Yeah. That goes past um, Federation Square, Flinders Street Station, sorry. This is in the middle of the CBD. It's not like he's middle in a of the land. CBD on a Sunday afternoon before lockdown. Surely he went to the casino and got fucked up on he cheap must alcohol. Have. I don't know. That's Something right happened to, to him. <laughs> Victorian police were called to the location at around four fifteen after they'd received multiple reports about the incident. Can you imagine calling that in, guys? There's a drunk guy. He's naked. He's in the river. <laughs> oh, nine one nine one one. I guess. Would is it a nine one one call? Sure, you We're just... in Australia, so it's triple zero anyway. Oh, but... sorry, but I, I don't think this would be a triple O. No, call. I think it would be because one, you'd even if there were no small children around who were being, you he know, drown, traumatized by this, he could drown. He's drunk. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, okay. I don't know what's in the river. I, is is it like Sydney Harbour where if you fall in, you could be eaten by a shark? I don't think it's that bad. Okay, I think it's how deep is it though? Yeah, I have to admit I don't know a lot about the Yarra. I mean, I know it's dirty because I can see it. You're filthy. <laughs> How filthy is the Yarra? Not the Ganges. <laughs> oh, you Google it and the first image is from a Sky News article from January and the water's just, its it looks like someone's painted it brown. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't think we're doing enough justice for just how dirty 
The Yarra is. <laughs> the Yarra River's environmental health is being put at risk due to litter, pollution, invasive species, and nearly 180 tonnes of rubbish being collected from the river system over a four-year period. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, it's dirty, right? <laughs> 2012 article. Famous Yarra River, a filthy mess. Adelaide now. <laughs> oh, God. Is it safe to swim in the Yarra River? No. <laughs> well, it's complicated, says the article. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking hell. Okay, well, the article ends with... Okay, sorry. Okay. After winning the 1992 Australian Open, tennis player Jim Courier, who I've never heard of, famously took a running dive into the Yarra River to celebrate. He was sick for a week. This is how dirty the Yarra is. And that was in 92. Yes. So another 20 years to get worse. Yeah. <laughs> More than that. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly 30 years. <laughs> so I think that paints a picture of how dirty the Yarra is. So the article ends with um, the man was taken to hospital with injuries, but doesn't specify what they were. Um, and he was in his 40s, really old enough to know better. What the fuck? That was it. <laughs> a drunk guy took a swim in the Yarra and it's really gross. <laughs> this article goes on to describe it as a sewer of abominable odours. I'm not sure that I've ever smelt the Yarra. This could have been back in the day, though, when people just shat in it. Ew. Well, that's what the rivers are for in major cities, taking the sewage away. The mental picture is really bad <laughs> in so many ways. One writer to the August newspaper in 1887 recounted the story of a man whose dog swam into the river to collect a throwing stick, then immediately died on the riverbank. Oh my god. Concerns about the health of the Yarra River were raised as early as the 1880s, with advocates complaining about the many factories and tanneries illegally discharging their filth into it. Dear lord. <laughs> so it's cleaner than it used to be, but f- <laughs> fucking hell. Not by much. <laughs> I don't know. Now that we live in Melbourne, are we meant to have like some sort of weird pride about it? I, I don't think so. Most of the Melbourneers I know about the Riera River are like, oh, the fuck. Oh, okay, Yarra. good. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's so gross. It's, <laughs> um, it's one of those things where like, uh, if anyone's walked around like Darling Harbour in Ugh. Sydney, there's no, there's nothing to stop you from falling into the harbour. Like yeah. nothing. Darling Harbour has a lot of bars and restaurants. So I don't know how more drunk people don't fall in. They do occasionally. You hear they do occasionally. There was they... that one story a few years ago where the guy drowned. Yeah, I was about to mention that one. Um, but that doesn't happen often. Don't swim in the river. Yeah, I wouldn't do don't it. Don't spit on people. Yeah, no, don't do don't that. Don't murder either. people on their birthdays. Or any other day of the year, if that And if matter. you see a big cat, take a fucking photo on a high-res camera. Everyone's <laughs> got them in their pocket these days. There's no fucking excuse that all these conspiracy theory animals are always bloody taking photos of on a pinhole camera made out of a potato. <laughs> But if you have a potato pinhole camera, I would like to see it. So I like <laughs> pinhole cameras. Okay. They're basic and stupid and old and they're fun. But they work. Somewhat. <laughs> okay, I think that's it. That's it. I hope it is because it's 10.30 at night and I am tired. Well, if you'd like to submit stories that you'd like us to cover or to the podcast or just give us some feedback or anything at all, really, you can email us at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at FuckMeDeadPod uh, to get up to date with latest episode releases, anything we decide to retweet, or if you want to get in touch with us directly, you can just tweet at us or DM us on Twitter. It's actually probably the best way to get in touch with us. Because we both live on Twitter. Yep. Uh, and all this information, of course, will be included in our show notes, or you can find it on our website at FuckMeDeadPodcast.com. You can even just Google FuckMeDeadPodcast, and I believe that comes up. It does. There it is. And if you're looking for any other way to listen to that podcast, you can also find that on Fuck Me Dead Podcast. But I believe, as I always say, because I hope it's true, because I've always been lying for the past 20 weeks, (laughs) 
We're on every bloody podcast platform under the sun. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm pretty sure that most podcast apps just feed from um, Apple, so we're on that. So the yeah. likelihood is we're on like pretty much everything. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify. That probably covers 99% of podcast pretty listeners, much. I'd imagine. Also Google as well. Yeah. I mean, as always, all of that will be in the show notes as well. I mean, I don't, it seems weird telling people what other podcast platforms they can listen to us on. If they already listened to us, they've found the platform they like. But, you know, yeah, exactly. whatever. <laughs> Maybe you've got a friend who doesn't have access to it. And they're like, I'd like to listen to it, but I don't have access to it. Well, they can. And maybe they prefer Stitcher or something, yeah. which we were on. Cool. I never heard of it. But, yeah, please tell your friends. Give us a share. Yes, please. Let us know. We're terrible at marketing ourselves. Um, Help us, we please. Are. Like, truly. I'm not, I'm not just saying that. <laughs> the 21st episode next week. Should we do something special? Maybe we should. What should we do, though? I don't know. We've already done the drinking thing. That's true. We could drink a better alcohol this time. (laughs) We've upgraded. We're 21 now. We've got a little bit of money. We can get some UDLs. (laughs) (laughs) I've never done... I've never never done UDL. (laughs) I've never had a UDL. Well, maybe we should just do it anyway so that you can have a UDL. They're pretty nice, actually. (laughs) It's just vodka and candy, isn't it? It's just like vodka and soft drink. It's... When I went to Brisbane the other week before lockdown started, well, the other week, it was like two months ago now. Yeah. When I was up there, I had a, um, I can't remember who made it, but I drank it and I thought to myself, man, 16-year-old white girls are going to love this. <laughs> okay, 16-year-old underage, you're not allowed to drink, but 16-year-olds get alcohol anyway. It happens. Right. No yeah. one's shocked by that. It was just vodka and bubblegum flavoring. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> I could have drunk a whole bottle. It's so dangerous. It had like sparkly shit in it and little like... Oh, so definitely for girls. People are into boba tea. It's got that shit going on in there as well. (laughs) Um, I mean, that's the the thing with UDLs is that it's the same as like Smirnoff as well. Like Smirnoff Reds or Double Blacks or whatever. They don't taste like alcohol. They're so easy to just drink 20 of them and then you're blind drunk. That's the point, I guess. Mm. So let's just get them anyway because you've never had one. Okay. Then you can say you've had one. Then we can write them off as a business expense. This podcast is not a business. <laughs> <laughs> we can fix that up the next week. So I think it would cost more money to set it up as a business than it would just to pay for the UDLs. <laughs> yep. And we already <laughs> spend money on it. So. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it there. Yes. Someone's um, got to edit this over the next so, two days. Sorry? <laughs> so someone's got to edit this over the next two days. It's you. <laughs> okay. There's a lot that we can cut out though. Um. So yeah, as always, thank you for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. And we'll be back at the same time next week. Bye.